Allow me to be frank, Thanksgiving special with our annual Thanksgiving guest, Clem, the Clem Report. How's it going over there? It is, I mean, it's my favorite Thanksgiving tradition. Uh, I know my parents are both loyal listeners and they'll take offense to that, that uh, I say that uh, considering I've been doing Thanksgiving with them my whole life. But Tank, we have something special here. Uh, I love that I'm always a Thanksgiving guest. It's been going on for years. And uh, we're back again, The how things have changed over the years, over just the year, the months, whatever the fuck. We're in pandemics. We have uh, full-time, full-time co-workers. Uh, the Mets are bought <laughs> by someone who is filthy rich and not a poor person. <laughs> things are up. The 2020 Thanksgiving, the 2020, excuse me, Thanksgiving, <laughs> is going to be looked back upon in a much brighter light than 2020 will be looked upon for most people right now. I think we can agree on that, right, Frank? Oh, you, yeah, yep, yeah. Is this on a new computer? Is this on a new computer, by the way? Because this, no, this is smooth. I'm, I'm still using uh, the Dell for my uh, podcast and stuff at home. I got my – but I do have my MacBook nearby, which is helpful. I actually uh, downloaded a program, and I found out I had, like – 20 programs working in the background that I didn't even know about. Did I put a lot of them to sleep? Yeah, Frank didn't close his apps. Thank. That's what the people were always telling you on this stream. They were telling you. But the there was, I didn't know they were open. I didn't ask to open them. I, I, one asshole wanted me to do a Discord interview. And Discord was continually working in the fucking background. <laughs> it's 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 it, that's just a fucking computer game man they're trying to get your they're trying to get you know you looped into their system they're trying to keep their eyes on you whatever you want to say so, tank you're you're fucking jersey guy you have to know people always watching they're trying to pull a scam on you come on you have to be better than that tank well, you're surprised it, it, and then i had scope yep you had to use that for fucking the courthouse there the scope you want to talk about the worst fucking program in the world is fucking scopia Oh God, Tank! I don't even know. Listen, I had I've had my run-ins with um, in corporate America. You're dealing with outdated programs, and you're dealing with shit that like doesn't even have like you know pictures in it because the computer can't handle. It. You're using like Internet Explorer when the rest of the world is using you know Chrome and Firefox or whatever the hot browser at the time. I can only imagine what the U.S. government is using for their program. So what's it called? Scope. Scopia. Yeah. It's 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 an, it's Scope. a it's a platform like uh, Zoom and uh, Teams. Probably can't even get your Mets scores on there either, huh? Nope. And and it, 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 the the picture kept cutting out. The judge would start talking. Also, you hear her go. Frank, do you have a? Uh, are you still? Do you have nightmares of the courthouse still? Uh, nope. Sixteen and a half years finally over. So did you ever, so like, I still have, that's a, that's a great question, Pat. Like I have, I still have dreams of, you know, forgetting my locker combination at school, being late for a class, going to a class, you know, having studied for, I have like in my dreams, I didn't go to the class all year, but I have the final and I have to like, you know, do well yeah. in the final despite not going. Oh, I've had those no, dreams. 
Yeah, so a lot of people have those, me too. Yeah, I feel like those are pretty consistent. Is there a courthouse dream that is like <laughs> that? Like the judge is about to hit the gavel or they're like, Frankie, Frankie two cakes. Where's where's my where's the tank at? Any anything like that? I haven't had any of them yet. Yeah. Like, I guess it's, okay. Didn't some of the staffers, like one of the ladies, was yelling at you that you can't post your content while you're working there, Frank? Well, I can't I couldn't pass my content there anyway. Well, there was there was one point where didn't they crack down on you? Yeah, they started to crack down. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't like him posting his lunch at the courthouse. Oh, they didn't <laughs> the like sad... you tweeting the lunch out. Yeah, the sad piece of pizza he had the one day. <laughs> Frank, well, did... I got I, I I there was one day last year uh, December where uh, the judge is working. We didn't work uh, take a break at all. And uh, it was uh, almost two o'clock, and then we were supposed to break for lunch. And this one sad cadet lawyer said, "Oh, can we can we do this one more matter?" Uh, and of course, the paperwork was all fucked up. Yes, he's fucked up. <laughs> and I tweeted out, "No breaks, and probably going to six o'clock. No breaks, no lunch, and going to six o'clock." And they like really reprimanded me hard on that. God. They came down on you. Yes. They dropped the hammer. Yes. They need now, PTSD uh, programs for courthouse veterans, Frank. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, as soon as he finished what was supposed to be a 10 minute hearing, we asked 40 minutes, all the other people came back from lunch and refused. No, no, I need to get somewhere. <laughs> and, uh, and we ended up going to that day, uh, 7 o'clock. So <laughs> 8 to 7, just two bathroom breaks, no lunch. And that that was my next question. So when you're at Barstool, you'll usually you'll hit a sleep shift or two. You can't really sleep shift at the courthouse, can you? Like, I mean, I'm not talking about this day with no breaks. When there is a break, is that a sleep shift time? Do you kind of like set an alarm? Or is 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 a sleep shift more of a writing thing and then Barstool's kind of in your internet wheelhouse so you can kind of like recharge yeah, the battery? Like that, something like that. I, I, I already got today's On This Date blog written. Yep. And ready to be published. I mean, I got, I, I started working on Chamorro's on this date. Of course, I got the hot dog review with Doug's up today. Uh, that one I went to Grubs. Uh, you know, one of these days you got to come to the office and uh, when I'm there and uh, we got to get a hot dog review together, find a place to go. Yeah, I, I was actually thinking maybe we could do one in my neck of the woods even too. Well, you'd have to get up here, but. Uh, well, um, I just need a cameraman to come up there and help us do it. What what's the name? I've I've never had him in person. I got him in the store. You had him the other day. Walters, right? Walters hot dogs. Um, well, that's in Marinick. I never had yeah. that. At, someone sent him to me. I've, I've heard I've heard you have to have him in person. They I think they're like deep fried, and then it like splits open tank. I've heard. Well, that's, that what, I, Rutt, I, that's what Rutt's hot does. Yes, yes, exactly. Which I went to, and I you, Frank. You know, you you kind of are the you're the hot dog guy, right? I heard that. We went out. We went to the uh, that goddamn disaster of a Nickelodeon theme park in New Jersey, which was crawling with people. I'll never go there again. It was like two hour wait for the a American Nightmare. Ride. Yeah, the American Nightmare. You, mean, exactly. you, you know, you know that was originally supposed to be called, don't you? Uh, was that like Xanadu or was that Xanadu? Xanadu. It's a night. You know. That movie was a bomb. The movie Xanadu was a bomb. And why would anyone be surprised that Xanadu, the shopping mall, would be a bomb? 
I Why mean, it took, it took 13 years to build. They finally opened it up, and one day after it opens up, okay, shut down. Corona's here. Oh, my God. I, I had someone tweet at me, too, and they're like, you realize everything's gone to shit once they, this, like, quote-unquote opened, and it's still not even open. It is, like, still, there's a lot of shit still being it built and whatever. Yeah, it, it started partially. The Nickelodeon thing opened last year. Then they have a water park. Uh, suppose me and Doug's are thinking about going there for mini golf. They have like two different mini golf courses. <laughs> One of them is designed after Angry Birds. Oh, that's right. I saw it said coming soon. Angry Birds. And again, a parent, I'm like, good. Throw the fucking kids in there. Throw them in the water park. There's the indoor. <laughs> Frankie, Frankie, were you ever a skier? Because I'd love to see you on that indoor. Uh, uh, no, I've never put skis on in my life. Okay. Okay. Fair. Have, enough. You, have you ever ridden a bike, Frank? No. Not you a bike know, guy either. Yeah, you don't know how to ride a bike, right? I've never learned how to ride a bike. Wow. We're 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 coming up with content right now. Teach Tank. And we're just gonna teach him how to ski. We're gonna teach him how to ride a bike. We're gonna teach him all that kind of shit. We're gonna teach him how to clean his computer out and get all the the programs from stop riding in the background. Well, I'm, I'm with the uh, MacBook I've used iMovie and I'm starting to learn how to edit again. Yep. Good. That's good. Frank, what's it like having your schedule kind of free up in a way? I mean, I know you're, you're doing a lot of content, but you're literally, you and Doug's are playing mini golf on a Wednesday, whenever it was, Tuesday afternoon, Monday afternoon. Wednesday. And, and that's, that's your life now, making content and just yes, hanging out and, and literally enjoying your life. Tranquility, I believe. Yes, is it is. Yeah. Describe it. What's, what's I, I mean, let me describe you what today's day was. I actually got went to bed early yesterday uh, after the game. I was tired after the uh, Monday night game, so I uh, so I woke up at uh, went to woke up at about seven o'clock this morning. I saw that Doug's had the uh, the podcast ready for me to put on the YouTube channel. I put that on the YouTube channel. Yep, saw that the uh, the units. Of course, we got the unit shirt. Buy the shirt. Buy the shirt. Buy the shirt. Back Friday sales are coming. Cyber Monday sales are coming to Barstool Sports. So you got to buy the shirt. I got uh, three shirts out right now. Uh, the one for the hot dog, <laughs> one set of money saying incompetent, and of course the unit shirt. You notice it's got uh, Dave and the hamburger bun here. I like that. I like yeah, that a lot. Awesome. So today's uh, t- today uh, I did that uh, at uh, seven. I got the uh, the units up. Uh, then I started. Uh, then I got right after that. I got the uh, hot dog episode ready. So I got that ready to be produced, and that was uh, uh, put together and uh, ready for Barstool to be put up at 1 o'clock. Uh, then I went to the Barstool office, got there about, what time did I get there today? About 10. Uh, with Vibs, I was on lowering the bar today. I actually provided him uh, these disgusting candy corns. Do you like was- candy corn? Oh, wow. Wow, Frank is bringing the treats to the audience instead of being poisoned by Vibs. I kind of like that. I This is my take on candy corn. I understand it's kind of the Halloween version of Peeps where everyone hates it. I think you could have like a handful of candy corn and you're good. It's just if you go basically more than that handful, it just it, – it like everyone's body just starts well, slowly melting inside. Well, this was candy corn that was supposed to be taste like Thanksgiving. Oh. It had green beans. Uh Cranberry sauce, sweet potato pie, stuffing, glazed carrots, and turkey. And it all tasted terrible. Uh, what you would call KFC couldn't take it. He was spitting him out. I saw <laughs> that. Yeah, you scarred him, Frank. And, 
And uh, in the meantime, I'm going in the background doing a turkey dance and, like, making people jump by doing a gobble in their ear. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, so- to- Tommy Smokes nearly Tommy Smokes nearly jumped out of his body. <laughs> 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 so this is what Dave was talking about, Frank, when he said he might have had to uh, put you on a pitch count for distracting people. It sounds like you were wreaking havoc today. Well, this wasn't, this wasn't just – this was just – Part of the, uh, the, the the show while uh, lowering the bar. <laughs> oh, so it was part of the show. So I thought you were just literally going at people's desks as they were working and just gobbling <laughs> no, no, at no, them. No, 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 no. This yeah, was sort of been funny like. in its own right. This was this was this is part of the uh, lowering the bar. Yep. I was standing outside the bar and then I would as they're trying these uh, candies, start like uh, doing a turkey walk. And if if Kevin doesn't like it, it can't be good because he ha- he admittedly has white white trash taste in his mouth he loves like the shittiest foods in the world that's nice and cheap if if that candy corn was now is it was each candy corn tasting different or is it all those flavors in just one fucking piece it of was candy each corn? one they had like a green one okay. a red one uh it was like really disgusting it's really disgusting it really is disgusting. it tastes like chemicals more than anything else yeah, I could I could see that. That makes sense. And we also see you obviously on the stool streams when you're you know you're a big taunter guy. You're screaming. I think they may have yeah. to soundproof the booth in because it's right outside where the producers are actually doing work. Like the the content side, that's like you know that's where people like me work. The goddamn you know monkeys over here. We're fucking morons. We could do whatever. The poor fucking editors are just like, what the fuck? Frank the Tank is out there, you know, gobbling like a turkey for twenty <laughs> minutes straight. I think they, that's an old business P problem though. You're just putting on a fucking show, Frank. So you. Yeah. Do whatever you have to do. And uh, I actually was on the uh, with uh, Dave and Eddie today. Oh, the Dave Portnoy show. Yes, nice. And he's a Eddie's Eddie's one of my favorites in the entire company. I, I love that man. Yep. He's a Eddie good invited dude. me he's on the show. Uh, and uh, meanwhile, I'm writing the on this date the blog in, in between doing these different content things. Well, Frank, what'd you guys uh, what'd you guys discuss on the Dave Portnoy show? Uh basically. Um, my you getting higher there? Uh, then it was talking about Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm actually sitting next to Dave while Dave's parents are on. Oh, nice! Are you wearing the turkey hat? Yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all you got to do. And I'm sure Dave loved it. Dave just loved yes. it. There's fucking a bunch of shit up in the air. I can just see Mr. Portnoy just looking at his baby boy and a fucking giant turkey next and then, to him. Then uh, <laughs> I make like a, then I actually made a little uh, cameo at the end of the rundown today. They were talking about my turkey hat and talking about Thanksgiving, so I came out and, like, sung a song as they were all leaving and getting ready. How is the song? Like, uh, what are you averaging right now? Like, how many songs a day at the office? Like, three, five? <laughs> it depends on the day. I, I always tell people that, too. Like, um, they're like, hey, we're going to have, you know, we're thinking about having Frank the Tank on the pod. I'm like, listen, you got to carve out time for the songs, though. Like, if you think you're going 20, <laughs> you got to carve out 30 for it because you're going to get at least two to three songs, <laughs> three minutes of pop there. And uh, I actually wrote a good on this date blog. It's uh, it's uh, uh, one of the most classic boxing matches uh, that's going to post around midnight tonight. A little teaser. Well, tonight or tomorrow? Because when this goes live, will it already? Well, be- yeah. Well, yeah. Will be well. Uh, the 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 blog will be out first because it's uh, of course it gets uh, put out at uh, midnight. But so what's the blog? Uh, it, one of the most. Uh, Famous fights uh, in uh, history, uh, the No Moss fight. Mm. And that's this date? That's today? That's the 24th? Tomorrow, tomorrow the tomorrow, 25th. 25th. I'm sorry. Yep. And, uh, no, the no, you know about the No Moss fight, don't you, Patrick? Or are you too young to remember that? You don't even know well, about it. It might be a little before my time, Frank. Uh, well, it is before your time, of course, but Roberto Duran. 
They actually made a movie about Roberto Duran recently called Hands of Stone. And I think uh, 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 Robert De Niro plays his manager. Well, he was this big boxer from Panama. And uh, in June of 1980, he beat Sugar Ray Leonard. And Sugar Ray Leonard, he told Sugar Ray Leonard, I'm going to screw you and then I'm going to screw your wife. <laughs> and Sugar Ray Leonard basically got psyched out and didn't fight a good fight because he tried to, like, hurt him instead of trying to box him, and he ended up losing by unanimous decision. So they had to rematch uh, on uh, November 25th, 1980, in the Superdome. And this time, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard just kicked his ass. He kicked his ass. I mean, Duran got, like, like uh, kind of, like, out of shape because he was partying the whole time. He was treated like a hero in uh, Panama, so he was, like, spent, like, half his time partying. So he really didn't uh, come in to prepare for the fight. And uh, Duran starts like, 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 really like, like spinning his one hand and then punching him with the other, spinning one hand and punching him with the other, and just like, 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 like embarrassed him, taunted him, punched him, punched him, punched him, and then like, finally, like in the eighth round, he got pit in the face a couple times, and also Duran went, no mas, no mas, no mas, uh -huh. no mas. That's amazing. And that's how the fight ended, and it, it, it became, and it like, like tarnished Duran's career because. He got known as the guy who went, he was getting beat so bad, he just went, no mas, no mas. Tapped out. <laughs> yeah. That's a tough look. Frank, we got to get you, speaking of content, we got to get you and Large, we got to have you guys watch like a boxing match together and just kind of exchange some stories. Like, you know, there there's some pretty big boxing uh, fans in the office. It's more the older side of things, like Dave, Big Cat, um, obviously Large, and then you, you guys all know your shit. Yeah, the problem um, with boxing, though, is now is it sucks now. It sucks. Did you see the Tyson rules for the Tyson match on um, Saturday night with no, Roy Jones Jr.? So I saw it today on Twitter and I blogged it. So it's technically an exhibition, which makes sense, right? I knew Roy Jones was trying to look to maybe not have like straight up crazy Mike Tyson come for set. No knockouts are allowed. What? I believe. Oh. <laughs> there you go, right from the jump. How are you not? No, not. How can you just? Uh... And again, it's like. Can you tell the dinosaur not to eat the fucking goat, right? If it gets if it's fed to him, like I feel like Mike Tyson's gonna do what he's gonna do. Um, I think I saw headgear. Uh, the uh, no gambling because it's an exhibition, so immediately like that takes away a lot of the fun. And um, the other thing was, I believe if there's a cut, the fight is stopped, so no cuts allowed. Well, these are two old men. These are yes. two. These, this is senior citizen boxing. It's, I mean, Tyson. I mean, I remember Tyson when, uh, and, and I was a Tyson fan too, when he came up. I loved him when he just like pummeled people, and he, I loved that he knocked out Michael Spinks in ninety seconds. I mean, and, uh, and he those bit old Tyson Peter. clips are incredible too. If you just watch all the knockouts, that was the entire fight. It's a ninety-second clip. It's just the fucking fight. He just would go in, beat the fuck out of a guy. I remember. With the all I black remember when fight. Mike Tyson fought Joe Frazier's son. And Joe Frazier's son was a boxer, but he wasn't really that good. Named Mavis Frazier, 21 seconds. That's how long the fight lasted. Is that a 21 record? 21 seconds. Is that the record? Uh, it's one of the records. I mean, it just, I mean, they actually did a commercial one time. Mike Tyson will knock somebody out longer, and the commercial will last longer. <laughs> <laughs> Probably it would it would definitely last longer uh, if you're watching uh, Monday Night Football. 
or any NFL game or listening to the fan on radio.com. The commercials oh, would last God. longer than any Mike Tyson fight. Yesterday's Monday Night Football game. You know, uh, uh, being in New Jersey, I'm able to bet. And boy, I have taken a fucking bath these last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, you hate the Vikings, Frank. I, I saw you were. Uh, I motherfucking hate the dogs. Vikings. I have bet Viking game. I have bet bet like ten out of the eleven uh, Viking games this year. Nine out of ten Viking games. Well, Each you one. I have gotten wrong. You screwed over me and Clem, who needed the Cowboys to lose on Sunday. Yeah, that was fucked up, Frank. <laughs> that was really messed and up. And now the now the Cowboys in Washington are playing for first place, and we're gonna hear uh, the, uh, the Joe Buck and uh, Troy Aikman going down on the Cowboys nonstop. For 60 minutes. <laughs> We've heard it for our entire lives. I, I, so. I, I've come up with a new term. Verbal fellatio. That's what <laughs> Joe Buck and Troy Aikman do every time a Cowboy game is on. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's what the Thanksgiving tradition is. The, the Lions game is usually gross, and they're usually getting killed. If you're playing against a Lion, if you're playing against whoever is playing against the Lions in fantasy, like I'm playing against Will Fuller, I'm terrified of what he's about to do to the Lions. They'll give up 25 points to whoever you're playing you know, the, in the, the early Texans, game. The Texans are coming off a nice win against the uh, Patriots. Uh, yep. Yeah. The Lions are coming off getting shut out in Carolina. Yep. And then Washington, Washington, Dallas is, I mean, I think Washington, though, uh, this is the one thing I'll say. A lot of people are complaining about the games, and I understand, like, they're not attractive games. If it's, like, a two, three-point spread, that's actually good. I'd rather have a close game between two bad teams and one good team just blow the bad team out of well, the water. Well, uh, the and, game we um, thought was going to be good is going to be a blowout now. Steelers, the, yeah. Steelers, the Steelers are going to beat yeah. the uh, Ravens by 30. They're going to go out there to embarrass the Ravens. Yeah, I hope they play. play. hope they play. Yeah, I actually I, I thought the Ravens would have been able like I thought Dobbins was you know he he played well the first game against the Steelers. I was wondering if they could keep that going, but I feel like the Ravens are definitely turning the wrong direction. Well, uh, J.K. Dobbins Second. will not be playing on Thursday. Lots of him him and Ingram are out now, so Ingram, it's just yeah. Gus Plus and Justice and, Hill. Uh, Le- Lamar Justice Jackson. Hill. Lamar Jackson. When that spotlight is on, it's it's let's get ready to fumble. <laughs> yes. We've shaken that. We've shaken that. Uh, that call there, Pat. We don't hear that about Danny Dimes right now. We're getting that for Lamar Jackson, Carson Wentz. As I, I, I mean, Lamar Jackson, Jackson. Lamar Jackson. The playoff Lamar Jackson it, and, and big game Lamar Jackson. It's like a total joke. He's definitely trending in the wrong direction. As are the Ravens. The Ravens played their best game of the season against the Steelers, and they still lost. And really, since Ronnie Stanley went out for the season, they really uh, they well. They the, not yeah, the, game well. Against, the game against the Steelers, they only lost it because Lamar Jackson had a pick six, an interception at the twenty, and a fumble. Yeah, he's just he's going backwards as a passer, and they run him. They're running him into the ground, and especially without their top two running backs this week, he's yeah, going to get killed if they play Lamar that game. Ja- Lamar Jackson's had a terrible season. Yeah, and no one's really talking about it. Just like Clem just mentioned, nobody's talking about how Daniel Jones has overcome his fumbling issue. Uh, well, he's, he's he's played well. He's played well. The Giants are in it. Uh, well, he, the, the Giants actually got a, a break maybe this week. I mean, I hope so. Well, big, <laughs> big one. Got to be a break. Uh, I, I mean, I mean uh, the Bengals after uh, Joe Burrow got hurt last week just completely just had, had no offense. 
that was that was the other game we were watching because obviously the Eagles lost to the Browns, but it was like, all right, Dallas is is uh, you know they were in a back and forth game, and so were the Bengals with the the Washington football team, and then they both kind of just turned it on at the end, and then Dallas and Washington get the wins out of nowhere. Um, I mean that's big. I mean I was looking forward to this Bengals game. I, I like watching Burrow. I, I, I'm not happy he got hurt, but uh, but like you that, knew that was going to happen. Changed you knew, everything. Yeah, you knew he was going to get hurt eventually because that's that's what happens. To people on Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. For the last three number one picks they had, all torn ACLs within like the Ooh. first, you know. Well, Carson Palmer was a couple years after he was drafted, I believe. Yeah, Carson yeah. Palmer was in his third year, his first playoff game. Yep. Again, that was against the rival Steelers, Kimo Von Olhoff, and your former Bengal, too, right? And then uh, Kajana Carter was in the preseason, which is complete Bengals. And then. Preseason, uh, and he never was any good yesterday. No. Nope, complete bust. Which that was back when Penn State running backs used to bust pretty often. I feel. And Blair then, Thomas. Like I mean, Curtis was, Enos. Carson, yeah, Carson Palmer was awesome, um, and he was great. But like, there was something special about Joe Burrow. He's a he's an Ohio guy, and I don't know. He's just likable. I feel like he's one of the most top five most liked guys in the league universally already. Just because like there's no one really has a beef with him, and just to like lose him like that, man, fucking Cincinnati, Frank. He we can play a lot of this show. We got nothing compared to Bengals fans. Yeah, do you nah. know something about the Bengals? Hit it me, Frank. You got a song for me? The Bengals make Fred Wilpon look like Steve Cohen. They yeah. are the cheapest organization in sports. You ever hear I, the story about the 1999 draft? The Achilles Smith? Yes. Was it the, they could have moved down for Ricky Williams in the Ricky Williams trade, right? Well, that was available, but they didn't do it. Uh, Tim Couch was picked number one by the uh, Browns. And the draft was in New York. The Browns had a private jet waiting for Tim Couch that flew him right from New York to Cleveland for a rally. Donovan McNabb was picked number two. They had a helicopter flying him from New York to Philadelphia where they had a rally. Achilles Smith got a coach ticket and a room at Motel 6 for the Cincinnati no. Bengals. Uh, <laughs> is that true? Is that yes. true? Oh, my God. I I always say this, too. It's a, I, I say it on, like, people on Twitter and when stuff, whatever, I'm mixing it up with people. I always say the Washington football team is the Knicks. You have this owner who has all this money who will spend, but he's an asshole. He never can get it right. He can't get out of his own way. And the the Mets and the Bengals were always kind of the same, where they were owned by these goddamn cheap buffoons that would never do things the right way. And, I, and the problem sad. is with the the, 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 the the Bengals owner is Mike Brown, who's Paul Brown's son. Yep. And these are guys. Paul Brown was a coach. He actually got money because he got part because he used to own part of the Browns, and then he got brought out and he got fired by the Browns. You know the Browns were actually named after him. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's and uh, the so or Mike Brown, so they're not they're not like billionaires. They're just football rich. And Mike Brown has always cut money. He's always cut corners. Boomer Sison said that when he was at the the Bengals, the towels were twenty years old, and you could actually see through them. Oh, that's gross. That's <laughs> gross. That's no boy now. A little little fun fact for you, Tank, is back in the in the mid '90s, I I got into fantasy football for the first time, and my first year I played, I had Jeff Blake as my quarterback, who was the old Bengals quarterback. He used to just bomb the ball to Carl Pickens and Darius oh, Scott. That. 
And the Giants were terrible back then, too. They had Dave Brown, and that was oh. their quarterback, Kent Graham. It was dark days. And I made my parents get me direct TV Sunday tickets. Like, I can't just watch the Giants and Jets. I'm going to lose my mind. And I, I kind of like the Bengals kind of became my, like, second team because I had Jeff Blake in fantasy my first years. And uh, I'll tell you, there's nothing – like, the feelings I felt as a Mets fan the last whatever amount of years, that's what it's like being a Bengals fan. Those fucking poor people, can't, nothing goes good for them. It's they just haven't nothing. Wanted, Never. They haven't won a playoff game since 1990, oh my. just before the Gulf War. Or might have been the week the Gulf War started. That was the last playoff one they had. It was the game. In fact, yeah, it was the week before the Gulf War, and then they lost to the Raiders in the, in the divisional round uh, in the game where Bo Jackson uh, broke his hip. And then the Raiders got obliterated by Buffalo. The next yes. Week. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And then the Giants. And the Bengals. The Bengals haven't won a playoff game since. Uh, they had Andy Dalton, where they kept winning, the, uh, getting into the playoffs, and just getting losing the first round with Andy Dalton. And now Mark let me Lewis. ask. Now let me ask you this, Tank, because I don't know, because I feel like you can go either way on this right here. So, like, because I know how you feel about certain like people and coaches that can never like kill their hurdle. But like, if you put Marvin Lewis as a head coach of a competent franchise, could he have done something? Cause he can like getting the Bengals to the playoffs. That's like a miracle worker. In my opinion. Uh, no? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, I feel like his, I feel like his staffs were always had like guys on it. Like, you know, Gruden was on the staff, you know, and well, like, Jay, Gruden. Other, Jay, Jay Gruden, Gruden yeah, yeah. not John. Um, yeah. but they, they, they had all these other guys and Hugh Jackson seemed to be a decent coordinator. Yeah. They had a good, uh, Good staff, but it's just that they just couldn't win those playoff games. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I mean, uh, and then of course you know this, you know the song, don't you? And you're gonna have this song. Maybe if the Redskins win or Washington wins on uh, Thursday, he's a dandy Andy Dalton, Andy Dandy do or die. When the game is on the line, he'll be sort of sort of reception. That is the dandy Andy way. <laughs> good thank you good you're electric by the way people can't see this at home frank is wearing the the, the um turkey hat and the little uh what is that called the little goblet the little thing on his neck. i don't know what they call that thing i forgot I, I used to know it frank just keeps getting teabagged with it right in the eyeball and he just keeps going through like a, a pros pro a real champ so shout out to frank the thing frank i got a question for you now that you're gone from the courthouse is were you like the guy for people for like something like were you like the guy who'd be like listen guys I got a storm front coming in it's gonna be cold tomorrow we're gonna have rain like was there anything like when you left what shoes had to be filled by someone else or is just missing right now because like you always seem to know your weather your traffic and stuff like that was there any role that you filled for the people in the courthouse that is now has to be vacated by someone else that's to be filled well I uh, did a lot of the scheduling oh the schedule guy. Ooh, that's a problem. That's that's a big thing. I thought you were gonna say like you got the lunches too, which you can't get the lunch guy's important. Scheduling is very important, Tank. Did I you did like a, I did a lot of the scheduling? Did did you have like a Padawan that you were gonna turn, you know, your scheduling lightsaber over to and, and well, did you uh, or did you say fuck you guys, I'm out and just the last two weeks I had a guy I, I, I was training a guy, but he doesn't seem to have much of a clue. So mm. So they probably haven't figured it out then by now, nope. Frank. She left. <laughs> so the court system is even more disarray than we all imagine it is. At, at what, what's, what's sad is uh, we have a law clerk that's working with us that <laughs> it's not us anymore, though, Frank. I, I tell you that basically uh, the secretary and me were having to do extra work because this guy basically couldn't 
didn't know what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> and uh, I've I've seen good law clerks. I've seen bad law clerks. This one just oof. Wow. No bueno. And my other question for you, Tank, is did people like did people ever like find you? Like you could tell coworkers would be like, Hey Frank, I saw your video yesterday or I follow you on Twitter. A or, few people, a few people. And are they just like like is it a shock for them when they hear you just say, You motherfucker, and you're just going on your rants in the house after like Mickey Calloway and you're screaming, He's smiling, he's smiling, or they just like a few kind people, of- but but keep in mind uh the demographic at the courthouse is definitely not our audience. Sure, sure. Okay, okay. <laughs> Which I think makes it even funnier if they do stumble upon it, not knowing what, what's going on here. Then they just see Frank doing the victory work. There is, uh, there is a, there's <laughs> a few people. There's like one cowboy wow. fan that, that comes up to me and says, I don't appreciate what you said about the cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say that time? Uh, I called them the cow pies. <laughs> that is, oh. that's, that they, 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 the Cowboys just can't lose enough for me. Things like that. Yep. You know what's crazy? The Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl since I've been alive. Like they, the last Super Bowl they won, it was five months before. Well, well, you know, I have a, a song. You know, when the Cowboys, uh, when the Cowboys are in first place and they're like six and two, they have. Also, you see a whole bunch of like Cowboy fans, and they're all in your face. Well, it's the Cowboys lost again. They're sitting three and seven. If they weren't in the NFC East, they certainly would be done. But the Cowboy fans are gone. Where have all the Cowboy fans gone? Where have all the Cowboy fans gone? You ever notice that? Whenever the Cowboys... Are good. All you, all you see are people like like two out of three. Uh, you see more cowboy fans than you see. Well, definitely more than Jeff fans. <coughs> you don't even see any Jeff fans anymore. The only Jeff fan I see is, is uh, KFC. <laughs> <laughs> God, I mean, why? Like, I can't watch a Jets game. I don't know. The guy, I, the guy who goes. I go mini golfing with is also a Jeff fan. Bobby. He's a oh. Jeff fan. I thought I, you were going to tell me Doug's one scared me. Oh, I know he's God. a Jags fan. I was going to say he's a Jets and a Jags fan. That's no Bobby. Like, Bobby, the guy I go uh, not not the, the one the one who I started going golf with, who does a lot of my mini golf filming. Bobby Rinaldi. Gotcha. Well, yeah, Doug, yeah, Doug's is a Jaguar fan. He's That's in Jacksonville. Brutal. That's brutal. Yeah, he likes. And here's the difference between Doug's like Jacksonville Jaguar fans and New York Giants fans and whoever uh, people up here. Doug's likes Gardner Minshew. He said. And yes. wants him to be the starter, but realizes he's not good enough. To whereas here, they would have driven him out of town already and, like, been cursing him off. Well, and... you know what? Minshew's likable. Definitely he's likable, but, like, I'm saying up here versus down there, it's it's definitely a whole different element. I mean, if Daniel Jones, if his career played out the way Minshew did, they would have fucking And the issue with Jaguars and... is a lot worse, more than quarterback. Minshew's actually not one of their biggest issues. Uh, but the fact that they're st- – who's the – what's the name of the guy? Dodd? Who, who are they starting now? Luton. I forgot the guy's name. Luton. Who is it? Luton. Yeah, Luton. L- Luton. Luton. He he's terrible. He's yeah. wor- like how is how could Minshew be worse? I don't understand why they just won't play Minshew. They want. Minshew's I guess they, hurt. Minshew's hurt, but I feel like they also they they want they think they're going to get Trevor Lawrence. I don't think the Jets are going to win a game though. I don't. I don't know. I think the Jets are going to go. Uh, I, I honestly don't know how the Jaguars beat the Colts except for the fact that the Colts just can't win in Week One. <laughs> yeah. 
Colts are a totally different team now. Being and let me, let me tell you something about let me tell you something about after week one. Uh, Ralph would Ralph was like like oh, Ralph. That's right, Ralph. <laughs> Ralph, uh, you know, Ralph is a, is a teacher, and if uh, the Colts lose, he may not go to work for like three or four days. <laughs> Ralph is in charge of the teaching America's youth. Yes, he's a uh, he's a uh, high school teacher, uh, special ed teacher in uh, Clifton. Oh my goodness! Oh gracious. my word! Ralph is fucking dealing with kids. Yes, well, high school and- kids. And then, and then those kids are like, ah, I need, you know, Mr. Mr. Ralph, Mr. Casale, whatever. Well, you know, the, and, yeah, you want to know the ironic thing is? The wild ironic thing is? What's that? I went to a school in Newark. I lived in Newark until I was 10 years old. So up until like the, uh, the fourth grade. I went to a school called First Avenue School. The principal. Cesar Casale. Mm. Is Ralph's father. <laughs> it was testing. That... Yeah. You know, yeah. By the way, here's the infamous uh, pumice stone. I don't know if you saw that. Oh. oh. <laughs> I mean, he just reaches into my drawer because I, because I have my drawer open here and I lean on it when I'm on the computer or watching TV because I just want uh, like an armrest. And he just reached in and grabbed this and started like brushing his oh. beard with it. And it's a pumice stone. Oh, uh, Clem, Clem, did you catch any of their live stream? No, I didn't. I, I, I didn't even know it was happening till the next day when that I had seen the people talking about it. And our boy Tank making it on WFAN. I what know. A, again, everything's coming up Tank right now. It was, it was incredible. But, um, I mean, I've blogged about Ralph in the past. You know, I just, I didn't even like, I didn't even say it was, it was the one with, um. After, it was the victory worm, I believe. Yeah. And I, I didn't even say, like, I was like, just watch it to the end. And then you just see Ralph come <laughs> in. It was like fucking two, like, all, it was like Andy and Red at the end of Shawshank meeting for the first time. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. And, a, if you ever listen, and, and if you ever listen to WFAN, he's the Colts caller. Mm-hmm. He's Ralph from Belleville. They, yeah, they all, he got Frank on Carton and Roberts because he calls in every day and he told me, he says, yeah, I'm doing the live stream with Frank the Tank tonight. He's my neighbor. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because he, because he, t- he talks to Evan a lot. Yeah, Evan yep. and uh, Evan and Salicata. Yeah, he loves Salicata. But Frank, actually, I have a confession. I was the one pissing off Ralph on the live stream. I was Full Metal Ten. I kept saying that Marvin Harrison was a murderer. Ralph- oh no, you <laughs> Ralph's in denial about that one. I kept I kept saying it to him. Yeah, he never uh, he, he he totally denies that story that that happened. Yeah, it clearly <laughs> happened. It's like saying, uh, "I'm not even going to go there," but I think he, well, I think you know. The, 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 guy, the guy he supposedly killed was like a drug dealer that was like hanging around like a garage owner, and he wanted the drug dealer out of his neighborhood. Yeah, I, I did hear that, but he kind of just got off scot free from that, and like clearly did it. But hmm. well, you know, allegedly, you, you know, yeah. uh, like a yeah, Ravens murder, linebacker. Murder it. Murder has no. There's no uh, statute of limitation in uh, murder. So one That's... day maybe someone will speak up. I mean, I there's thought... a lot of, there, there, there are some. <coughs> what mean, about OJ, Frank? Yeah, well, well, he was tried, so he can't try him again. Oh, uh, if you don't get tried, okay. Our boy okay. Tanky, I mean, all habits die hard. He still has the court blood, the courthouse in his blood right now. He can't get it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. There's no double jeopardy. Never. 
But uh, for example, you know, remember Jimmy Superfly Snooker? Just before he died, he died, yeah, they finally charged him with the murder of his uh, girlfriend there. Yeah, I didn't even know about that. All right, maybe I knew about it. I tried to block it out of my head because I loved Superfly as a kid. But Large told me that on the Twisted History of Wrestling, and it kind of blew my my mind. And a it was, uh, it was, they, they didn't charge him for thirty years. They didn't. They couldn't find yet and put the evidence together. And then when they finally did, uh, Superfly Snooker had dementia and they couldn't try him. Wow. That's like Uncle Junior in The Sopranos. Man. <laughs> I mean, he, he um, they didn't obviously try and retry him. Or no, they were gonna put him on retrial again, I believe. And then, well, and that then was Vinny DeGiganti. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you're too young to remember Vinny DeGiganti. Is that who it was based off of? Uh, maybe a little bit. Vinny DeGiganti was a big time mobster in the '60s and '70s. And they never really could get him. And then finally in the 90s, they started to go after him. And uh, by then he was claiming that he was uh, had dementia and he would just walk around uh, New York in his bathrobe. <laughs> yes, that, that is based off that. Then. That's inspired by because they, they had a scene like that where Junior wanders to Newark in his bathrobe. Yeah, that, that Vinny de Chin Giganti. <laughs> Did you hear, uh, speaking of the mob, you hear that there was like 15 indicted from the Philly mob? It was like, oh, that was incredible. Yeah, racketeering, illegal gambling charges, extortion, uh, money laundering. And it was all like the old school guys, like in their 50s and uh, 60s, 70s. One guy was like 34 and another was like 46, but it was mainly the old timers. And uh, one of them was called like Tony Meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Meatballs, Joey Electric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There's yeah, some I'm really good names on there. Imagine yeah. what Joey Electric means. <laughs> Frankie Electric. I think that's in, in, in Newark. There used to be a guy that, that they never. I don't think he. I he acted like a mobster, but he wasn't a mobster. He actually was like a councilman too, and he was like the uh, the the of North Newark. He was like the like the Godfather of North Newark. His name was Anthony Imperiali. Yeah, and he would be like in the uh, the uh, Newark used to have a Columbus Day parade. And uh, he'd be on the Columbus Day Parade, and he'd, like, go to Columbus Day Parade dressed like uh, Julius Caesar, having an elephant pull his chariot. That's amazing. <laughs> My God, Frank. He had his own ambulance company that he'd send out the ambulance for. And he'd have his, like, his, his own security patrol. Like, like, uh, and he would take like a lot of the neighborhood, the, the neighborhood there, the, uh, the neighborhood where my granddaughter uh, lived, and everyone like, like, he was like, oh, that's Uncle Anthony, they called him. That's just who he was, Uncle Anthony. Uncle Anthony. That's how it goes. That's what you call him, uh, Uncle, even though they're, you're not related. Uncle and he Uncle was, Tank. and he like, and he like watched out for the neighborhood. He always did. Tank, I got a question for you. Speaking of Uncle Tank, what's our uh, what's our Thanksgiving plans this year? What, what are we doing in terms of? Is it any guests? Are you hosting? Well, or you I'm just having the uncle over. I'm having my uncle over. We're gonna make the turkey, stuffing. You know all the uh, the ingredients: uh, mashed potatoes, creamed corn. My uncle actually likes creamed corn, so I'm gonna have the creamed corn. So he's off this year, then, Frank. Yep. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, last year Macy's had made him come in. He actually works at a Macy's in the mall. Yeah, I know. I remember you guys, you and Abe brought him food last year, right? Yeah, yeah, Willowbrook Mall. You know, you know where Willowbrook Mall is, right? Yeah, of course. I've been there. 
Yeah, he works at that. He's worked at that Macy's now for 35 years. Wow. And that, uh, the, you, you, I ever tell you the story? The, the KFC will love this. My uncle is a Seahawk fan. Ow. Why? Well, he used to be a Jets fan. And he was a Jets fan up until the 1986 playoff game when they blew a 10-point lead with five minutes to go because Mark Gasnow got called for three unsportsmanlike mm-hmm. conduct penalty. And, <laughs> and they ended up losing that game in overtime to the Browns. He called my father and said that, watch out for the Jets. The Jets are going to come in the Super Bowl. And then, like, just after he called, Gasnow had the two uh, the, 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 the back-to-back unsportsmanlike kind of penalties, and the Browns came back and won the game. I remember that game. That game was and, fucking crazy. And he was a uh, he likes this uh, rock band called Queensrÿche from Seattle, and he also liked the uh, Steve Largent. So he after he ju- dropped the Jets, he became a Seahawks fan. He dropped the Jets pretty early, Frank. I mean, they actually experienced some a good bit of winning. I mean, they had the they had a Super Bowl three, and then they had you know the eighties. They were making the playoffs, and obviously that was a snake bit loss. But, well, yeah, uh, it's been a lot worse. Though, even though Ralph says that Ralph is uh, like was only like seven years old, he says he uh, calls the Super Bowl three the uh, greatest childhood trauma he's ever experienced. <laughs> and he hates the Jets. Still hates the Jets because of that. Tank, I can now understand you guys are really two peas in a pod. I can see Tank, you have some fucking long-standing grudge from when you were fucking six years old or some shit from kindergarten or something. Well, I, I still, love that. I still hate the fucking the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was my first memory as a Mets fan was the Mike Sosha game, so that makes sense. And the fact you're a Dolphins fan because of Flipper, I mean, that's incredible in itself as well. Yep, uh, yep. Uh, well, I remember I remembered the A.J. Dewey game. That's one of my favorite first Dolphin memories. Mm-hmm. And there's a, that's one that, that scars Jet fans is the A.J. Dewey game. Why is You've, that? The A.J. Dewey game is a 1982 AFC Championship game, Jets and Dolphins. That was played in mud. Just pure mud. A.J. Dewey had three interceptions, including a pick six against Richard Todd. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it was called the Mud Bowl. And the uh, Jets had a good pass rush at the time called the New York Sack Exchange. And there was a uh, forecast for rain. So Don Shula told the uh, people. And uh, the Jets also had a good rushing game with uh, Freeman McNeil. The Jets told the uh, people at the Orange Bowl. Don't cover the field with the tarf. Just let it rain. And it was like four days of rain. And it was like a, a torrential downpour even during the game. And the, the field was not – it was like it was a mud pit. It wasn't a field. It was a mud pit. <laughs> My God. And the Dolphins, though, uh, were they kind of used to playing on a wet field, wet and muddy field? It's Florida, of course. Yeah, so that's that was definitely an advantage to them. And uh, AJ Dewey had to, AJ Dewey number seventy seven. The first time I had a player, the first time a player that left my team, I cried when they when the Dolphins released him. Huh. He was my first favorite player. Was AJ Dewey? How old were you when you cried about that, Frank? Nine. Want to know? That's tough. That is tough. Want to know something embarrassing? Uh, I cried. When Lawrence Tynes missed the kick in regulation in the 07 uh, mm. NFC Championship, he missed it in regulation that would have given them the lead. And then obviously he made up for it in overtime. But that's something that uh, if I ever get to meet Tynes, I'm definitely going to tell him. I was 11 years old and he, and he made me cry because he missed that kick. Well, 
the Dolph, the Mets losing in the 88 broke my heart. Yeah, yeah, that was my first heartbreak. That sucks that you guys remember that because I was not alive. But Well, I remember 88. <laughs> I at least, uh, do you remember any, anything of 86? Do I, do I remember 86? No. No. Oh, jeez. Um, right I, so I thought you were old enough to actually remember 86. I need Uncle Stevie to bring me to the promised land. I need him to actually give me some some happiness. Clem, let's uh, let's talk about Uncle Stevie a little bit. Uh, what are your thoughts on everything that's been going on? Obviously, I love his savagery on Twitter, and I know you do too. He's just been dunking on reports. Oh, it was incredible! It was incredible. His uh, what he did to J Lo the other day, and turn A Rod when he said, you know, what's one thing? What's something J Lo can't do? And Uncle Stevie's like, yeah, you know, there is one thing. I'll give you a hint. It's a York. Like what? Just a fucking just savage move. Just uh, the Bobby saying he's gonna bring out Bobby Bonilla, give him a huge check, and let him go around City Field. It's like, yeah. Listen, the Mets, we were a bunch of assholes, a bunch of idiots, a bunch of clowns on this team. Now I own the team. We're going to have fun. And and someone said, yeah. just someone else out of the stands and give them a million dollars, too. You know, you, know, you, know, you know, if Bobby Benia actually accepts that, that would redeem him in a lot of Mets fans' eyes if he actually plays along and does that. And, like, for that one, for that one day that he comes there, Bobby Benia day, that he goes around the stands, did he? Did they put him in the, the uh, the uh, spot uh, for fans to get his autograph? That would help redeem him in a lot of Met fans' eyes. Yeah, it's funny because like I don't know. I wonder if he's like a good sport about it. Uh, knowing him, probably not. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We are talking. <laughs> we are talking Bobby Bonilla. We're talking Bobby Bonilla. I'm gonna who went up to Bob Clappers and said, "I'm gonna show you the Bronx." <laughs> that's right. That's right. And Bob, we're Clapp- talking Bobby Bonilla. Who in 1992 missed in that had to be taken out of the game? They had to get a med pinch hitter because in the in the, in the first inning because he he uh, booted a ball in right field and the uh, scorekeeper gave him an error and he went up to the scorekeeper to complain about this the error and he ended up having to be taken out of the game because he wasn't in, on the dugout to take his bat. Yeah, I rem- I remember that actually. We were talking about that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but other than that, I mean, uh, Uncle Stevie, too, like all these reporters like John Morosi, who's a top MLB insider, reporting that uh, the Mets were going <laughs> to interview Mike Chernoff. And he just goes wrong again. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I actually brought into that. I actually thought Mike Chernoff was going to be hired. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I think I think by then they probably just decided, all right, fuck it. Like Sandy will just be president of baseball ops and we'll we'll hire a GM. So, are you guys surprised that that happened? What that that Sandy Sandy's going to take over? No, yeah. I, I I honestly I, I'm I don't think it was probably by choice, but I think they want to do it right, and Sandy's probably just going to wait here. I don't know if I, I like to think that maybe they're just waiting out Theo, but I, I honestly don't know or care if that's even the case. But uh, um, but Sandy's job is what Theo's job would be. Theo would hire a GM. And just yeah, of course, him. yeah. Yeah, I, and I don't think – I think everyone realizes Sandy isn't in this for the long haul. I think Sandy's in basically a transition of power, was a nice face for the ownership group for the votes and stuff like that. And it's someone who's just an and adult. It looks like, and it sounds time. like Sandy looks like he's happy that he'll be able to actually spend some money. Yeah, exactly. I'm actually happy yeah. for Sandy that he actually gets to spend um, 
spend some cash and, and actually do it for once. Cause like Sandy, he was talking about when he's like, you know, with the athletic stuff, he's like, no, I used to like spend money. Like those old, even the blue Jays teams from back in the day in the early nineties, like they would just retool, you know, you get like a Ricky Henderson and stuff like that. You would, you know, trade for a David Cohn or whatever. Like, yeah. Well, the, uh, yeah, the A's traded uh, Henderson to the blue Jays and it was really just a rental because the, the A's had a, like a 93 season was like, just fell apart. And uh, so uh, when he became free agent, they just re-signed him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And now, uh, I mean, the Mets missed out on Charlie Morton, who signed with the Braves for $15 million. It sucks because it's a division rival. I feel like this happens way too often. But uh, you know what? Charlie Morton is who you settle on. I think the Mets have uh, actually higher aspirations than Charlie Morton. And that could mean even including... Uh, they the, the, the Trevor Bauer, and it could be uh, maybe trading for Blake Snell. Well, yeah, well, but well, that's one interesting thing too that I want to talk about that uh, the Rays made him available. But uh, and I knew he, I knew when they moved it, took him out of the game. That was the last game he's going to pitch for the Rays. He will definitely be traded. I'm sh- I'm sure he wants out after that. I mean, I would be pretty pissed about that, and it would leave a bad taste in my mouth for a while. Uh, I mean, I mean, uh, the way Kevin Cash. Uh, Manage that that World Series game was just ridiculous. So it was probably the analytics department upstairs. Yeah. Well, yeah. You see, you gotta have balance. You can do the analytics, but you, just, you can't be a slave to analytics. Analytics should be more subject to change. I feel like it's not in baseball right now. And no, that's it's rigid. It, 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 it's 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 computer uh, the, the, uh, manage. And uh, last year, Luis Rojas had a fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> Telling him what to do, and uh, maybe that's the only reason he's coming back is because they're going to let him see if he could really manage. Is that? Is that? Is basically what Sandy Alderson says? He says, "Well, we're taking a range off of uh, Louis Rojas, and we're going to see if he can actually really manage." Yeah. Which basically is just another shot at uh, Brody Van Wagenen. Yeah, definitely, and and yeah. it'll it'll be interesting to uh, to see who they bring in as GM. Like they they need to bring someone in. I mean, it's it's kind of dragging out a little bit because they. You know, they spent time interviewing baseball ops presidents, and uh, now they're scrapping that, obviously, and now they need a GM. It might be Bobby Heck from Tampa. It might be David Force from Oakland. Probably those are two, the two most likely candidates. Um, but like you said, Buster only reported today, the Mets are in on multiple. They're getting ready to, you know, tool up and go after multiple of the big four, and that includes Bauer, Real Muto, George Springer and possibly trading for Francisco Lindor, which I don't really want to happen. Honestly, the Mets are very, they're bare thin at the minor league in their minor league system right now. Uh, I don't want them to give give up players. If I'm going to give up players, I want to give up players for Nolan Arenado, not Lindor. Not that Lindor is not good, but I feel Lindor is, Arenado is a corner position, gold glover, platinum glover, probably probably the best defensive third baseman since Brooke Robinson. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I, I like Arenado too. I, I don't I haven't seen enough of Lindor. I haven't really seen enough and, of Arenado, and, but and, it just fits better. Uh, the Mets have a shortstop. They have multiple potential long term. Long-term answers at shortstop. Well, which uh, uh, can go to uh, the Rosario? Let's trade him forever we can get for him. I mean, get some good, get something good for him, but he should be packaged. 
I want Jimenez to be the Mets shortstop. He reminds me of Omar Vizcal. It's funny because Frank actually said that, and then uh, either a national broadcaster or it was Gary, Keith, and Ron said that after we, I heard it from Frank on this podcast. They said they they were saying they're like, yeah, he reminds us of Omar Vizcal. I think it might have been Keith who said it. And uh, Vizcal was is a borderline Hall of Famer, borderline Hall of Famer, who might get in one day. And he was a, he was a, he wasn't a great hitter. He was a good hitter. But he, he probably next to uh, Ozzy Smith is the best defensive shortstop ever. You know what though? Also, the Mets have Ronnie Mauricio, they have Rosario, and they have Jimenez. So yeah, it, I, I, to me, it's just not worth trading. It, it's not worth it's not worth trading the assets to get Lindor. No, no, not at all. And and now, hey, they have a Cano's contract off the books. <laughs> <this year> <laughs> You know, it's funny. It's funny. Cano uh, got uh, busted for steroids. It, it's, it's almost like you expect doom and gloom from the meth fans. And, and, and it's, it's almost like, but now, 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 now that Uncle Steve's in charge, yeah, you know, that, 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 that money's actually going to be spent. Uh, if it was the Wilpons in charge, we'd be seeing next year at uh, the, the Metro trade uh, uh, the Jimenez for like uh, to get Joe Panic back. Probably. I mean, people also forget, too, the Mets uh, Mets need some relievers, too, in addition to, st- to starting pitching. Uh, George Springer w- is telling people he wants to be home, uh, you know, come to the Mets and be near his, his home and his family in Connecticut. So uh, I think that that's realistic. But the Mets need a catcher. If it's not real Muto, it's got to be James McCann. And what and – what, uh... What Cano's suspension does is is just show the complete failure of the Brody Van Wagen and error. <laughs> Hit him, Tank. Do something. I don't know what you're going to do. A song, a rant. Just give, give me some sort of Brody Van A nickname. Give me something. Well, he was a snake oil salesman. <laughs> Good Italian is an old player. He reminds me the Brody Van Wagen and would be... Robinson Cano, Robinson Cano, Robinson Cano. Oh, who needs prospects? We don't have any prospects. It's like a monorail. We're going to have a monorail here. Monorail, monorail, monorail. <laughs> and that's who Brody Van Wagenen was, the monorail salesman from The, the Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Bill Hartman. He was the king, man. Phil Hartman was awesome. Yeah, that, it's just thank God the Brody era is over. Thank God it was only two years. He did a lot of damage. I mean, he traded he traded their top pick in Jared Kalenic, who's probably going to be a superstar. And, uh, I mean, luckily, I mean, Diaz looked better last year. Hopefully he continues to trend in the right direction. Cano, like, whoever, if you were watching Cano last year, his bat speed was back. He, he was hitting. Well, hitting gee, great. I wonder why. <laughs> he was thick, though. He was very thick, too. And if you, I was looking at him, and I was like, wow. Like, he looks like he's taking something. Like, he's. He looks like he's hitting very – his offense, he was, he was great. He was very good last year. Better living through chemistry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I think you said chemistry and Mets. I put it together, and I thought of the old Strict 9 nickname. <laughs> that was such a good nickname. Oh, God damn it, man. What Hunter, a season last year Hunter was. Hunter Strict 9. Hunter Strict 9. Oh, God, incredible. Incredible. Also- also, yeah, he's you know, shot. I was uh, on the Dave show, the Dave uh, Portnoy show, and he was talking about the uh, 
the Creed halftime show. Mm, yep. So they asked me about Creed. He goes, you know what I think about Creed? I think of Brian Schneider. Was that his batting song? Yeah, he's come up to Can You Take Me Higher. Oh, my <laughs> and, God. And uh, when he, one time he came up, and he was like an over 20 thump. So, so, I, yeah, so I was just sitting, it was, it was actually a city field when I did this. Can I suck much harder? <laughs> I can't buy a hit to save my life. Can I suck much harder? Now, are you singing this loud so everyone can hear Tank? Are you giving a show in the middle of the game yourself now? Oh, of course, always. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I wish I could have been a fly in the wall or a I was at this, this was the same that. game where the Mets were playing the Dodgers. I was actually with a couple of people from the courthouse that uh, that day. And uh, we were sitting in the um, – this is the first – was this the first, either the first or second year of City Field? It was the first because Schneider wasn't even on. The, I didn't even realize Schneider was still on the Mets in 2009. But, yeah, that was Yeah, so, you, so we're sitting in the, uh, the seats over there under the, uh, the Pepsi porch, you know, that, that, that right field corner. And it was in the pregame. Uh, it was Oliver Perez doing his pregame warm-up where he was doing the long tossing before he went in the bullpen. So he's just getting ready to go in the bullpen, and he's walking towards, towards where we're sitting. And as he goes by, I go, hey, Oliver, don't suck tonight. <laughs> Did he turn around? Yeah. You know what? That night, he got the win. He never got another win with the Mets. <sighs> yeah. His, his last start, I think, with the Mets was, uh, was when he gave up nine runs in the first inning and didn't record an out. Yeah, I actually was at that game. You probably were ha- losing your mind. If that's the game I'm thinking of, it was against the Diamondbacks where uh, the <coughs> what's him call um, Drew hit like two home runs and both of them like landed up in the high up in the Pepsi porch. Yeah, I think that was also might have been Mother's Day because they had the pink bats and pink wristbands and everything. It was a Sunday, I remember that for sure. Yeah, it may, it may have been Mother's Day. Um, yeah, that was uh, – don't get me started about 2009. They also – they uh, released Darren O'Day after, like, one appearance in 2009, and then he went on to have a really good career. Mm-hmm. That Metro's, was dumb. Metro's just have just, just totally dumb. I mean, maybe I can't blame for Justin Turner. I mean, the, the, what the fuck? I mean, it was, it was like uh, – but the fact that he became such a star after leaving the Mets – yeah, it hurts. That hurts hopefully, th- hopefully that's over. Hopefully that era is over. Let's just hope that, uh, you know, this this regime does something soon. Hopefully they make a splash. Um, that's the thing. Like, I wonder if they are going to wait to hire a GM before they make a big splash or if they would. Say- no, I think uh, uh, Sandy Artisan's trying to do that himself right now. Craig Carton was saying today, and I don't know how reliable this is, but he was saying that the Mets are getting ready internally. They're putting together presentations for LeMahieu and uh, and Real Muto and ba- oh, Bauer. Actually, he said Bauer and uh, LeMahieu. So I believe. I mean, I believe they're getting ready to give these guys presentations. But um, you know, hopefully they come away with two of two of the big four that that were mentioned by ESPN today. Um, that's all, all we can really hope for. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think the Mets will make a big splash move, at least at least one big splash move. They need multiple. Though. I mean, Sandy acknowledged, too, the other day. He said, we're not just one or two pieces away. We're multiple pieces away, which is funny because the Jeff Wilpon and Brody era were always – Where? Like, the team to beat. 
<laughs> we got the bullpen. We got the deepest pitching staff in baseball. What yeah. would have been this year's uh, this year's fucking line slogan? Hey, we're gonna do less with more. We're gonna do more with less. That's what they, they would say as they yeah. oh. five million on their extra on their payroll. Oh, God, God, those days are over. Thank God. Today I was watching MLB Network for the first time in like years it felt like and i was actually just watching just to see what they were talking about with different free agents and it's like we just didn't have that experience i didn't like they wouldn't care about what uh you know where michael waka was gonna go like brian kenny's not gonna bring that up in the a segment or the b segment where michael waka may end up so it's kind of nice to actually be a baseball fan again yeah i mean uh, actually it was like right when i first started covering the mets two years ago and it was uh i started in the off season in december so it was all covering free agency it was my first really experience uh as a baseball writer and it was when harper and machado it was the harper and machado sweepstakes so that's really all we used to write about it feels like because those guys were free agents until yeah, basically until march and and and, and, and yeah and, and that's you just knew they were not going to even be involved in any way in either of those players yeah i mean i wrote for a i write for a met site and i wrote for a met site back then and, and it was literally just like we'd write about these guys and rumors and shit but it was never anything we could link to the mets never any interest nothing nothing at all so i, I mean the fact that machado ended up in san diego Sandy fucking Ego. I mean, now they're one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, well, they're a good team. But the fact that Sandy Ego, a tiny market, one of the top, the 10 smallest markets landed Manny Machado. And the Mets were basically not even, not even, it was like, uh, it was like uh, turn your head, turn your head. Too expensive, too expensive. <laughs> yeah, they were always shopping on clearance. And the the crazier part is, is like you think about it. Jeff Wilpon was the Mets president of baseball operations. How was he qualified to be president of baseball operations? Just by being the the the, the son. Yeah, just because he was the sperm from uh, his father who owned the Mets. So, like that's. Basically, that's that's how he got his prominent role. Well, his father used to be the, his father was the president of baseball operations. Yeah, and then he took it over just by being the son. I mean, back then that wasn't exactly that more much of it. Back then, the GM actually had more of the power. Yeah, not in Wilpon Land, though, Frank. Um, moving on. I mean, we could go all night about the Mets, but. Uh, <laughs> We just want to get to some NFL before we uh, wrap things up. Frank, you said it last week, and honestly, I didn't buy it based off the way your luck's been going recently, but trap game for the Dolphins against the Broncos, and and you were completely right. I was scared of that game, and boy, I didn't tell you, everything everything I feared happened. And what was up? Why did Tua get benched? He got beat up and wasn't playing well, so they decided just to... Just to uh, tell him to sit down and reset for next week. Yeah, he really hasn't looked that good. Uh, no, he, he he had a good game in Arizona. That was his best game of his career. He's they've been winning, so no one's really said much about it. And but. he and he was adequate in, char- in the game against Chargers. The game against the Rams, they basically just had him handing off after they got a big lead because of their defense and special teams. Yeah, it Frank. hasn't. Been- 
Sorry if I'm good. Frank, I don't know if you know how things work around here, but in this state or this tri-state area, we judge players, quarterbacks especially, on every single game, and the minute they look bad, they cannot be saved. They're trash. They should be thrown back. They should <laughs> cut them, and you should move on to the next one. That's how we do things around here, Frank. So Tua, God, put Fitzpatrick back in. Tank for Trevor. Tank for fucking Arch Manning. That's how we do things in this tri-state area. <laughs> Arch, Arch Manning. That's how Arch you Man- think. You cannot think about anything. You cannot think rationally about a guy learning a new game on the fly after a pandemic. Don't worry about that, Frank. Just load up all your takes. Let him in. Denver's a great defense. Vic Fangio was eating off of the, the, the Dolphins. He saw what he could do. Don't talk like that, Frank. You have to make a decision. Is this your guy or not? Because if he if he has one more bad game, you got to ship him out of town. That's the rules, right? That's what I was told. My guy Daniel Jones is facing the Steelers. He's facing the Bears, the Rams, the Bucks. The Rams make Tom Brady look like an undrafted free agent last night and they and, and no one's talking about that so that's what i'm gonna say tank i don't want to hear any more daniel jones slander from anyone until the season's over and that's if we come in and we take him back to cincinnati we take down arizona we take down cleveland i don't even know who else is in the schedule dallas all that stuff that's what i'm gonna say frank so yeah let's have a rational conversation now because i think two is gonna be okay i just think it's kind of a Learn on the fly like it is with, like, 90% of the decent young quarterbacks. Who, by the way, Frank, I'm not taking this aggression out of you. I'm just letting it into the podcast world. Let's not forget who else was drafted last year. Dwayne Haskins, do you think he's good, Frank? No. Dwayne do you Trash. think Drew Locke is good? Drew Locke might be okay. No, Drew Locke is not good. <laughs> Drew Locke is not good. I'm telling you right now, Frank. I, that, but, you know, again, I'll give him a chance. He's a, he's a young quarterback and all that kind of stuff. Uh, how about Josh Rosen? Because that was the other guy all the Giants fans wanted. Josh Rosen good? If you, Josh I mean, Rosen's a bum. See, Josh so. Rosen's a bum. Mitch Trubisky, Carson Wentz. Uh, the list goes. Carson on Wentz on. was almost an MVP. I don't know what the fuck is happening to Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz oh. was a good player. He's broken now because of his coaching and his his offensive line. He's shell shocked. But his mechanics. Yeah, they, 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 basically in Philadelphia, they're about ready to run Doug Peterson out. They think that uh, that Doug Peterson was a fraud because Frank Reich propped him up. He's a problem. Honestly, Doug Peterson's a problem. He is. And, and he does deserve to lose his job there. And the Eagles have a home game on Monday night against the Seahawks. Oh, you think they're going to win that game? Oh, my God. Wentz is literally – like, they actually need to go to Jalen Hurts at this point. Just right now, like, Wentz <laughs> probably needs to change the scenery, honestly. I mean, the fans of Philadelphia – could you imagine if, if the stadiums were full in Philadelphia right now? <laughs> it would it would be like batteries? They'd be throwing batteries. <laughs> well, they had uh, arson Wentz, where someone uh, set a Wentz jersey on fire last week. God, and I think that they're going to finish in last place in the NFC. I mean, in the NFC East, I don't think that the Eagles are. I don't. Normally, in recent years past, this team has had a late run in them, and they've been good enough. But this year, they're just they're broken all around, and I don't see them getting out of this. Um, well. Here's their next. Here's the next three games for the uh, the, the Eagles: <laughs> Seahawks, Packers, Saints. Yikes! Yeah. <laughs> I think the Giants. If the Giants go four and two, I think they'll win it. Probably win the division at seven and nine. I think I the Giants. Could, I think I think that I think, I think six and ten might win the division. Yeah, the Giants, though, uh, what? They're playing the Bengals. They're playing the Browns. Those are winnable games. Um, well, Cowboys, let's, let's look at Cowboys. the Giants' schedule the rest of the way. Their two toughest games are against the Seahawks and the Ravens, and the Ravens have not played well recently. Yeah, but the Ravens will beat the Giants. 
we'll see if the Giants continue to improve and can prove themselves that they can beat people outside the NFC East. And, um, I mean, uh, I did. I think they'll beat the Bengals. Won't beat the Seahawks. Don't think they'll beat the Cardinals. Don't think they'll beat the Browns. Don't think they'll beat the Ravens. Beat the Cowboys. Made that game at the end of the year. Cowboys, uh, Giants. Well, the the two teams at, uh, at five and ten, winner wins mm-hmm. the division. I don't think they lose to the Browns and the Cardinals. I mean, I think those are both winnable games. But also, we'll see how they are out of the bye. Maybe I not. Mean, the, maybe the Cardinals more than the Browns. I think the Browns actually are a good team. The Cowboys' schedule is interesting too. They got Washington, then the Ravens, Bengals, 49ers, Eagles. Giants. So, I mean, the Bengals are now a completely different team than they looked, obviously, before last week. That kind of hurts the Giants in that sense that they, the Cowboys get this version of the Bengals, too. Uh, the Ravens, again, that's going to be tough for the Cowboys. Niners, God knows what they're going to look like by the 20th of December. Eagles, Cowboys is always the same game, just depends who wins. And it would be interesting if it came down to that game, gets moved to the 825 time slot, and everyone is just clowning both of those franchises. God damn it. I don't want to hear it, Frank. I, words hurt, Frank. People don't realize this on Twitter. They say mean things about my teams. It doesn't make me happy. I, I wish people would realize that more. How would you How would you like it? How would you like it? A scenario like this happens. The Cardinals finished the year 10 and 6. Look, and, and are the eighth seed, making missing the playoffs, and they look over and see the Giants celebrating at five and eleven, going to play, like, hosting a it's, playoff game. It's happened to the Giants before. The Giants didn't make it at ten and six in twenty ten, and the seven and nine Seahawks made it. Yeah, I don't feel bad for like the NFC West especially. I feel no, I don't feel bad for them. The like. I don't know if the NFC South, but I know the AFC South was a bunch of garbage for years where, like, the Texans would just bubble to the top. I don't feel bad. Like, the Giants, it's just the NFC East is such a popular division, and it was such an ugly start to the year. They look so bad. But, yeah, I, no one felt bad for the uh, NFC East when they were winning Super Bowls every year to start the 90s off. Like, it just it's ebbs and flows. I will say, though, like, I do apologize when these teams are in primetime and they make us watch their garbage football. Like, I just stop watching. I love NFL Sundays. I love NFL Monday nights, all that kind of stuff. Sometimes I'm just like, you know what? It's time for bed. It's time for bed. No more That's Chicago fine. Bears in primetime. Start the movement. Oh, my yes. God. Did you see my? Did you see what I was doing? Well, actually, the Bears are in primetime again this week. Oh. They're on Sunday Night Football playing the Packers. That's all ready. Everyone is in how did you see? You said Sunday night is a big <laughs> Waiting all day for Sunday night. Watch the Bears punt nine twenty nine times in the first quarter. <laughs> you hear the, Frank, you know your, your laptop Frank, your your laptop is uh freezing. Oh no! Your your song. <laughs> oh no! Oh fucking no! <laughs> Frank, I thought you've been using your Mac all this time to record. No, I said I was using the regular Dell. Why? Because my mic is attached to it, and I don't have Skype on the uh, the Mac. Those are easy fixes. You could just download Skype for Mac. Well, maybe next week. I just, I, like, I felt safe. It's the first time I felt safe recording podcast <laughs> since you got that Mac. Well, and then, uh, yeah, I, I did the, I, I, I put the program to sleep, and my Mac has actually been acting, my Dell's been playing, they were performing better lately. 
Probably also because you closed your apps too, but I'm sure you got a bunch open now. Um, I wanted to bring one thing up with you guys too because obviously, uh, Clem, have you uh, do you know the exercise, the uh, Cleveland Brown, uh, the, the 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 Chicago Bears calisthenics? No, let's hear it. <laughs> one, two, three, punt. One, two, three, punt. <laughs> he was saying Take- that's big cat. Oh, nice. I'm sure Dad appreciated that, too. Do you have a Mitch song, Frank? Do you have a Mitch song uh, for Mitch Trubisky? No, not really. I just have the bear song. Okay. That's good. The bears are down again. They can't get the offense going. The bears' offense blows. They can't get anyone just scoring. The defense might be good, but the offense sucks and is an embarrassment. George Howe is spinning in his grave and powering up Chicago. The <laughs> Bears are going to lose again. Go down. Clem, I wanted to bring this up to you uh, tonight, actually. Does it piss you off as a Giants fan? To see Stephen Che talking about JPP, especially in primetime games, like when he when he goes, he posts, he goes JPP. <laughs> no, no, man, that shit's fun. I that's the kind of stuff I did with JPP. And if we ever got a guy from the Bucks, I'd do the same thing. I mean, JPP. I mean, he he has he has put up some numbers down there since they traded him. But like, I mean, he drove us nuts. I mean, the fire, the Fourth of July thing was like, you know. It, it, we had we kind of got lucky with obviously all those defensive ends over the years, and like you know Strahan would have some battles with hey, the Clem. with the what JPP gives thumbs up for this post. <laughs> <laughs> he, I mean, he broke his neck with the Bucks last year or in the summer, and now he's yeah. back making plays. He's got he's got more he has more career interceptions now than Jamal Adams. That's crazy. I mean, he's a freak of nature. He is what well, he is. But like, come on, Jamal Adams is in his what fourth year. Yeah, he's he, been playing 10 years. For 10 years. That is true, but he's also he's a, a defensive man. lineman, Frank. <laughs> with, with, with three and a half fingers. And Jamal Adams is an all-pro safety. He talks a lot of smack. And it's funny, and Clem, I don't know if you noticed this recently, but that story with Jamal Adams last week or two weeks ago, whenever it was, that uh, he was saying now he was depressed. He's telling people he was depressed when he was a Jets fan. Who did we hear that from after they were traded out of New York? Was that JPP? Odell Beckham. Oh, Odell Beckham. Yeah. I mean, those I, two, I tweeted it too. I said, those two are not, they're generational talents. They were top picks. Top picks normally go to the bad teams. They're not guys who turn your programs around. They're guys who kind of go on, like, they want to be on contending teams. That was all they know is winning. They're not, they're not the type of people, the players to turn around programs. And they prove that. Well, Odell, I think, I think honestly, Odell Beckham might be one of the most overrated players in the history of the NFL. Frank, his first three years, 2014 and 2016, he was one of the best receivers. He had was off to the best start to a career for an NFL receiver. Him and Eli Manning. And then he trashed, he got hurt, broke his ankle, trash talk Eli Manning in 2018, and uh, bitched his way basically out of New York after being paid the richest contract. To me, to me, to spend a lot of money on a receiver is, is kind of foolish, unless, because to me, if you could find like four. Good receivers who aren't great and match them with a great quarterback and a great line and a great running back and a great defense, 
you're going to go further than having one great receiver that takes a lot too much money. I just, I'm tired of guys like complaining that throw me the ball. Yeah, they're divas. They're divas. Yeah. We saw that out of Golden Tate, too, a couple of weeks ago. But, uh, you know, Joe Judge, our guy Joe Judge really kind of, you know, pushed that off right away and basically, you know. You know, if, Joe, if Judge that. was there when uh, Beckham was there, maybe Beckham could have oh. been salvaged. I mean, yeah. I think. Or Coughlin, it, Coughlin stayed there. It might have been all right. But it was Beck McAdoo was when it all fell apart. I mean, Odell kind of started to lose it, though, with Coughlin in the, in the end of Coughlin. Yeah. Here. Uh, the Josh Norman thing. He really wasn't right since then. And also, I think guys, especially with the losing, guys envied Odell, but like other position groups and stuff probably didn't like the fact that, I'm sure they didn't like the fact that like he got all this special treatment. He could do whatever he wanted. And like they knew that. So like even like even when I was with uh, the fan a couple of years ago, Odell was basically the only player on the Giants who didn't have to do interviews with the fan because he didn't like them. He didn't like Well, what, yeah, you remember the, uh, the whole thing with uh, Mike Francesa. He didn't show yeah. up. Odell didn't show up to Mike's charity thing that he agreed on. Uh, Mike Francesa just uh, the after that was like every time Odell Beckham did something, he like tore him a new asshole. Yeah, because yeah. They, they had beef because Odell stood him up on a charity event. That's what I heard at least. Yeah, it was. It, 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 Mike Mike never let them, uh, Mike held that grudge like uh, like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's crazy though, yeah. Like you're you're in the media and you're supposed to just be reporting stuff and giving your honest opinions and then just kind of stuff. But hey, that's Mike. That's why he's number one. He's the he's the king. I love Odell. Um, what he did those first few years is like just crazy. Just looking back on it now, um, I defended him as much as I could. Once, like basically, the little Wayne interview was kind of like, all right, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Like yeah. you can't just like, all right, it was water on the bridge, everything's good, and then you come out with a new season and fucking have an interview with little Wayne. It's just preposterous to say. You know, um, you know what? So what the, the Giants should be happy. Giants fans definitely should be happy with uh, Dexter Lawrence and Jabril Peppers the way they've been playing. I mean, they're yeah. they're two very Jabril's been really, really good. East Orange. Uh, East Orange. Yeah. Yeah, right. East Orange. Yep. Jabril, Jabril has, has played very well. And and Big Dex has played very well, too. Um, he's got three sacks, too. And he's he's D tackle, his career high in sacks, and, and he's playing well. Um, and <laughs> the whole D line, too. Dalvin Tomlinson and Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams. Don't, they've all yeah, played Don't forget well. Leonard Williams. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. became a punchline. He leads all New York players in sacks, Giants, Jets, and Buffalo Bills. So everyone is climbing Leonard Williams. Again, it's just, I mean, it's, you know, middle school Twitter is always on their things and they have their punching bags. Taysom Hill's been the punching bag forever. Now he's winning games he's as a starter. Him up. We'll yeah. Yeah. We'll see what he does when it's not the Falcons. But, uh, you know, just everyone always has their opinions and their numbers and stuff. And half the time we all look like that's the thing. I, 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 I'll, I'll stand for Daniel Jones and whatever. I also know, I don't know a fucking thing, but I, I'm just rooting for my team now at this point. I got sick of just rooting against my team for draft picks. It's not fun. And Dexter Lawrence, like ever out here, oh, they could have drafted Daniel Jones with the 17th pick. Well, I, I've heard many times Daniel Jones was going to be gone at 17 from people who know people in like the NFL were like, no, these teams like the Broncos were going to draft. It. That's just what I heard. Yeah. So if that's the case, Dexter Lawrence at 17 is fine because everyone wanted Josh Allen. Dexter Lawrence has more sacks than Josh Allen. If we're just going sacks and Dexter Lawrence is very good at his job as a defensive lineman at what he plays at the tackle. And granted, a pass rusher, we know how important those things are. But, like, if you're going to just rip Gettleman for everything blindly, you have to at least take a step back. Because then, like, if Daniel Jones isn't there, you want Dwayne Haskins for the next four years? Because you're going to give a quarterback at least three years, right? Tank, Dave, like that. Tank wants no part of that. They've hit. They've hit on all their free agents this year. 
this is the best free agent class they've had, and people people don't give them credit for that. Um, Bradbury and Blake Martinez have been amazing. And, and also, shout-out to Blake Martinez. I know you guys will like this. Uh, he actually said on the fan today that uh, he wants to start watching The Mandalorian this offseason. It's on his nice. list. Nice. I'm a big Blake guy. He's allergic to eggs or something, he found out, and that kind of changed his diet, which helped. So shout-out to Blake Martinez. He ate eggs for, like, every meal, he said. And, uh, yeah. yeah, and then and then he developed an allergic uh, an allergy to it, which is which is crazy. But, uh, Tank, yeah. I, you an egg guy, Tank? Uh, I'm not a big egg guy. I've never seen eggs on the now that I think about it in the pictures and stuff like that. So never. Uh, that's I was not a big egg guy. I'm not a big. I'm not now. a big guy. That that, that 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 I'm not a big fan of eggs. I'm not a big fan. Are we doing uh, anything different for the feast this year for Thanksgiving? No, not really. No, just so just like you said, it's just the uncle coming over. We're not going to try a new stuffing out or anything like yep. that. Yeah. Yeah. 2020, what are we doing? We're just running out the clock, right? Let's just run out the clock on this year. Yep. Uh, you know what I want to do? I wanted. Uh, uh, I, I try to arrange it. Maybe a couple of people at Barstool. Take all your 2020 calendars, your 2020 glasses. I have my 2020 glasses somewhere, I think. <laughs> Smash them, break them, and set fire to all the 2020 calendars just to get the whole fucking 2020 thing out ever. I like and that. And if you ever come in, I got something for snacking off or something I'll just try. Sugar cookie M and M's. I gotta try that. those soon. I haven't had them, but I'm I'm interested. And my interest is peaked. Yeah, sugar cookie M and M's. That sounds good. But Frank, you guys gonna Facetime Abe? Uh probably not. I don't do. I'm not a Facetime guy. <laughs> That's right. You got a <laughs> you got a droid. Forgot. Um, That's right. Before we move into Frank, you got your tanks picks this week. Uh, tanks. Yeah. See, the problem is we're doing it early. I usually don't think about my picks to Wednesday. So let me see. In the, uh, in the meantime, also, uh, Mark Colombo was obviously a hot topic over the past week. Uh, hopefully that doesn't stunt the Giants' progress they've made on the line. But obviously they needed Joe Judge to step in. He was the one who helped, who's been helping with them and helping Colombo basically do his job. But you guys think that they, uh, you guys think there was a physical altercation, or was that fake news? That's fake news. But That's he did. He, someone said he he called him a word that rhymes with bunt. <laughs> That's possible, but that's not physical. That's verbal. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, I think the Dolphins obviously bounced back and crushed the Jets. I think the Ravens. I think the Steelers beat the Ravens by. Uh, uh, I think this. I think that's gonna be a shutout. I think that's gonna be a Steelers gonna win that game, thirty-one nothing. So uh, you have all your trip to fan. I think the Cowboys win, take over first place. I think the uh, the Texans beat the Lions. Although I want the fucking Lions to win. The Lions, the Lions. Matt Patricia's done in Detroit. That's that's for sure. I think the Giants beat the Bengals. Uh, and, uh, I think the Packers put the, uh, shut out the Bears on, uh, Sunday night. And I think the Seahawks beat the Eagles on Monday night. A lot of shutouts, Frank. I mean, <laughs> a lot of shutouts. Yeah. 2020. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Bears, the Bears have no offense whatsoever. Nick Foles, he's, he, 
I mean, uh, he got killed by the uh, Vikings, and of course the Vikings fucking... Uh, if I was going to pick a Viking game, the Vikings this week, let me see. Who are the Vikings playing? Are the Vikings off? Mercifully? I don't see the Vikings. Who are they Frank, playing? Frank, you should... So anytime, you, when you pick against them, too, they, they win, right? Yes. Sounds like you and the Lions. Yeah, well, that's not happening with the... Oh, here it is. They're playing the Panthers on They're Sunday. They're playing the Panthers. They're going to beat the Panthers. So, double down your money on the Panthers. There it is. Frank is throwing the double down. That's a, that's a fucking big line for someone if they're taking you, like, word for word for a double down. Jesus. All right. Yeah, I'm going to pick the... Responsibly. I'm going to pick the Vikings to win. So that means everyone out there should pick the Panthers. Yeah, there you go. God, thanks. Thanks for the betting advice. Um, come fade away, come fade away, come fade away, my picks. Come fade away, come fade away, come fade away, my picks. Well, Frank, Frank, before we wrap things up, uh, we do got some Ask the Tank questions. Um. <laughs> and it's funny, our uh, our social media guy Nick, uh, he actually said he gave the the followers a hint that uh, he said our special guest tonight was trying to beat the shit out of some random guy at a Wawa around two a.m. the yeah. other day. <laughs> that was. Wait, did we know where that Wawa was at? Florida, apparently. Shockingly oh, enough, Florida. Florida. I didn't know Florida had Wawas. Jeez, I mean, we just started getting Wawas here in North Jersey. By the way, Clem. You have any? You don't have any Wawas up there in, uh, in no, uh, country here. But I've been to them a bunch. I I was you know whenever I go to the shore. I'll, uh, I mean, uh, well, that's in the summer. Have you ever had a Wawa gobbler? That I so I blogged that fight and I said I I that if I if that was me in that video, it's probably because I turned my brain off, but I drove and I wanted to try the gobbler because I've heard <laughs> it's incredible. Yes, it is. Yeah, with your you know what you know you, you know what uh, you know what. Uh, you know, it used to be that uh, I had to drive like uh, twenty minutes to get to Wawa, but this summer, uh, at the end of uh, this summer, August, a Wawa opened up in my town. It's now only one mile away. Oh, that's clutch! I just got a Taco Bell a mile away here. It was an old friendly's turned into a Taco Bell, so it was like a give and a take. You know what I mean? But in the end, I guess it's all things be equal, perfectly balanced. I'll take you know what you, you know what uh, the the friendly's that's near me. I don't know how it stays in business. But I guess it does, because three blocks away from Friendly's is Holstein's. Ah. You know, uh, what, you know what Holstein's is, Clem? Is that like one of those, uh, what's the call? There's um, final, final scene of The Sopranos. Yes, yes. The um, When Tony gets whacked. Uh, don't Stop Believing. I couldn't think of the song. Yeah, and they actually. He didn't get whacked. They actually make homemade <laughs> ice cream there. They make homemade ice cream and homemade chocolates there. Besides really? having. Uh, Food, yeah, and and the uh, onion rings too are really good. The onion rings, that's right. That's where it is. In My the middle scene. school is only like uh, two blocks away from there. Oh, baby, tank spot. I love it. Did you used to walk there, Frank, after school? No, I I, I lived on the other side of town, so I had to take the bus. Oh, that sucks. Um, Frank, <laughs> as I was getting to, uh, we do got some ask the tank questions before we wrap up. Um, not Michael Conforto wants to know, will you be recording all your cooking videos? 
I'm not going to be doing a recording on Thanksgiving this year. Why not? Don't. It's too much to do with the cooking and cooking by myself. If if I had Abe over here helping me, I would do it. Uh, Abe, what's Abe doing for Thanksgiving? I don't know. He's out there in California. So he's just, uh, he's, he's probably and he's, actually, and he's actually an essential worker. What does he do? Safety inspector for, like, uh, the subway system in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. Do you remember the movie Volcano? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the guy that, that's his job. The one that was, like, uh, the one that gets, uh, killed in the most painful way possible by jumping into lava. Oh, my God. Is that why he uh, he wanted to grow up to to have that job, Frank? After watching that movie, <laughs> God. Will Frank wants to know if one politician looked like a turkey, who would it be, and why would it be De Blasio? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is a turkey. <laughs> oh, by the way, you guys see uh, Murphy, Governor Murphy, get cursed off when he was out to dinner. Those people like harassed him. He was out to dinner with his family, uh, indoor dining the other day, and uh, these people like went up and were literally cursing him off and like screaming at him and his family. Fucking people, they're so weird, man. People's brains are so broken in 2020 by just everything that's gone on to yeah. do that to like a whole family too. Like uh, I saw the video and I didn't know what it was going to be about, and then I just see like this guy's like kids are there and they're yeah. just screaming at him, and they don't like. What is going? Why don't you have masks on? Because they're fucking eating. That's what people do when they eat. Like it's just people's brains are just shot these days, did, man. Did you, I, did you hear what the kids? The kids were going. Mr. Trump likes our dad, and they're like, <laughs> no, he doesn't. God, politics, uh, Frank. Thank God this year's almost over. Politics are the pits. I I, I hate politics. I hate po- politicians. Politics almost killed Frank. Uh, those four and a half months we didn't have sports. Even Ralph said, me and Ralph, I was talking to Frank, we were recording every week, and Ralph was saying, too, he's like, I didn't think Frank was going to make it without sports. Mm-hmm. And uh, we made it through, and now Frank's got his tranquility, and uh, hopefully 2021 is the year of the tank. I mean, 2020 has ended pretty well for you, Frank. Yep, uh, hopefully Dolphins slip in the playoffs. Maybe Notre Dame actually uh, has a shot at winning the national championship. <laughs> Devils get back God. to playoffs. Maybe the Nets are actually good and make me actually – Interested in the NBA again, and the Mets actually make a splash and do our uh, World Series contenders. Well, I really, uh, I, I hope with the last part, I hope the Mets are uh, legitimate. Actually, you know, get some of the big names on the market. I, I, I mean, uh, the, the James Harden thing. I don't know what to think. I mean, James Harden could put the Nets into a position where they can win the NBA championship. Or that could just be a total fucking disaster and blow up in their face. Honestly, I think with a healthy Durant and Kyrie, I, they're contenders already. And and I think people just jumped the gun on this Harden stuff. Because now it seems like it's pretty much dead. Somebody actually reported last week, they were like, oh, it's a verbal agreement. They have a verbal agreement. What verbal agreement? I mean, it's nothing was ever agreed upon, and now now the deal's dead. So. It's all bullshit. Until trade is official, it's not official. I think the Rockets just like the Harden said he wanted the Nets or he wanted Philly. And uh, then people are like, wait, Houston, you guys are idiots. If you're just going to give away your best player, one of the best players of this generation for nothing, just because he says so where he wants to go. Fuck that. And then they said, yeah, wait, that's actually dumb. And then, I mean, because Daryl Morey also left. So 
uh, they're in between GMs and head coaches and whatever. But I mean, they need to get a haul for him or nothing at all. Keep him. Yeah. Same, same with Westbrook too. Westbrook seems like Westbrook probably won't be traded unless it's at the deadline if they're not contending. But um, yeah, I don't think Harden's going to the Nets anymore, and I don't think the Nets should give up everybody to do it. No, no, no. It, 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 we, we learned that from uh, that other disastrous trade where we didn't have a draft pick for like four or five years, and you wonder why I had uh, why I haven't passionately followed basketball for like the last 10 years because you're a Nets fan yes <laughs> I, I mean it, I mean it did it, it's better than being a Knicks fan I mean the Knicks the oh. Knicks are comical Clem you got to be happy though I mean and I am too I mean Obi Toppin national player of the year falling to the Knicks at eight I mean yep uh, Obi Toppin seems to have at least, they're at least not completely destroying the future, which is all you can ask for, like Joe Kim Noah signings and stuff like that. Yeah, I'll and, take it. Getting draft picks, you're you're shedding, you're taking the problems and getting cap. I was disappointed. Not- I was hoping the Knicks would draft Frederick Rice Jr. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> shit, he probably has a kid that old at this point. <laughs> oh, goddamn, that was what ninety nine. So. That was uh, that was right there, ninety nine to two thousand. So well, yeah, you know, Frederick Weiss, I don't think he actually ever came to the NBA because I think what happened to him in the Olympics basically, like, oh god. <laughs> no, he, he uh, I think he works. He like owns a newsstand or something in France. I blogged about him like five years ago, and he just like sells cigarettes out of this newsstand in France. And yeah, Vince Carter basically snatched his like basketball soul like it was Space Jam, <laughs> just sucking from his. Body. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, uh, and also the Knicks did get um, Emmanuel quickly too. The uh, Kentucky, the Kentucky CAA Knicks that they are now, and quickly did shot forty three percent from three last year though, and uh, he's he's a very good shooter, so that that's a good sign. Could play a little point guard too, so and he can play defense too, defense three and D guy. Like if if that's what he ends up becoming, and Kentucky, right, Frank? We're, we're, I feel like you'd be a guy who likes seeing Kentucky guys on his team. They can pluck and play, so I'll take them. Take them, take anyone from CAA, become good friends with them. Worldwide West just fucking figures out some shady shit in the shadows, get us a couple free agents down the road. We got ourselves at least a competitor. That's all I'm asking for. Yeah, no, well, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm, I've never been a Kentucky guy. My favorite, Of course, my, favorite, my, my number one team in college basketball has always been uh, Seton Hall. But I've always been a Duke guy, number two. Frank jinxed Seton Hall, too, and I won't forgive him for that. Um, Seton Hall had the chance to uh, take the Big East before the season got canceled, and uh, he went to the game. Would you go to the game against Nova, Frank? What game was it? When Seton Hall was on a roll. Creighton. Creighton. Seton Hall was on a roll, and they had just beaten Nova, actually, in Philly. And they come home, and they're playing Creighton, and and they're playing well. And uh, I think they were in the top ten by then. I had to go to the game. They were giving out a bobblehead. Of Bill Rathery, and it yep. had onions on it. Onions. I mean, that's that's say no more, Frank. I would go to the depths of hell to get that bobblehead. <laughs> Dougie's double order is also a Sienna uh, catchphrase too. You know that was against Ohio State. So, and Bill Rathery is like my favorite human on the planet. So, I mean, you don't yeah, have to explain yeah, I, yourself I, to me. I don't know. Yeah, neither of you guys might notice, but Bill Rathery actually coached Seton Hall forty years Seton ago. Seton Hall, yeah, Jersey, yeah, yeah of course, yeah. He yeah. Drank all the bars around the fucking campus clean too, from what I gather. So, uh, I love <laughs> Bill Rathery, man. He's an old school booze yeah. hound, just. Awesome, yeah. dude. Onions, onions, and 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 the, and the bobblehead actually has like a sack of onions at the base of it. God. <laughs> well, it's a great show. Uh, nice Thanksgiving tradition. 
Uh, Clem, thanks so much for being here with us. And, thanks for uh, having me. Happy holidays to you guys. Enjoy. Sit back. Stay safe. Stay sane. Enjoy the food, the football, whatever the hell else goes on. Of course, don't this year don't go good. out on Black Friday. Everyone sleep in on Black Friday. Uh, There's no need for that this year. Cyber Monday. That's when you go. Uh, that, uh, Cyber Monday. Yes, I'm more exactly. of a Cyber Monday. Marshall Sports. Get Frank shirts. Get the, the yeah. uh, competent shirt. Get the unit shirt. Get it all on Black Friday. Yes, yes, yes. I've done my Black Friday. And I will never do Black Friday again. Oh. <laughs> what did that you do, Frank? What did you do it for? Was it for a TV? No, but just genuine. I just went out to Black Friday just for Black Friday's sake. Mm-hmm. But I was younger then. And I've been over it for 10 years. All right, Frank. Well, on that note, uh, happy Thanksgiving to both of you. Hope you hopefully you guys uh, enjoy and uh, maybe win a little money with these shitty games. Hopefully it works out for you guys in the betting department. And uh, Frank, with the turkey at and all, uh, sing me and Clem a little uh, closing song. Go and get the turkey ready. It's time to eat. You stuff the burning. As you get to your seat, as you eat the turkey down, you watch the Lions losing. It's going to be a Thanksgiving tradition this year. Listen to Joe Buck talk up the Cowboys. Troy Aikman is starting to cry. And me if the Cowboys lose. It might be something to enjoy. And then, then you get the night and you watch the pumpkin pie. As the Ravens can't fly with Jackson and Lamar, will have about five fumbles. The Steelers win again, and I'm going to get sick. Please, someone, beat the Steelers. Please, someone, beat the Steelers. I don't care who does it. Just anyone beat the Steelers, please. Wobble to you, wobble. <laughs> what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. 